Okay, there. That wasn't so hard. I'm able to press it. Last week, I was like really like touching this part, and I had to like you know do touching that. that part of the microphone, the bass. And oh can... yeah, I'm saying like you cannot be touching the base of the microphone this time, and my both of my hands are firmly on the base of my microphone. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like a um, that thing that you have that that little black plastic box with all the little switches and nozzles and joysticks on it. For I'm touching it now. The uh, for movie time anxiety. Adjusting. Oh That's yeah, that's yeah. basically how I'm using it this broke, right now. But. Well, part of it broke. D- could, were you so anxious that you just like I snapped just, part of it off? There's like a wheel one, and I just like shot the wheel. It's the joystick part, off. part right? No, there's. Oh. oh no no no! You're right. Not because we- that's the piece of your of your little box that I look at with envy when I've been with you at the movies. That's it's the one the that I would go hard on. Mine is the. Switch. I would throttle it. The, the switch. light switch type thing. When I was um, really hard when I me. was a kid and I would be on um, long distance car trips with my family, uh, I would. This was so unsafe. I would. Um, our we. I don't. We had a Pacifica, um, a, which is Chrysler, I think. Anyway, there were six of us, and the. Um, is the, it like a station wagon? No, but we. I grew up with a Volvo station wagon, nice. and then when I was like a preteen, we switched to this like big red car. Um, it was like the nineteen seventy mm, Reds, like big red machine and the 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 locks were these big plastic switches like hard plastic poofy like almost mm-hmm. like bubble letters mm-hmm. and i would spend most i would don't want to say the entirety i don't want to perjure myself but a lot of those car trips just like pushing like rubbing my fingers yeah. up against the top of it because yeah. that was the lock side just mm-hmm. something about the groove of it yeah and i also would like count and I'm sure I don't think I have OCD, but I often think about how if I did, like that would be the challenge. There's just something to point to. so satisfying about stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's like have you watched these soap cutting Twitter videos? Is it the people carving hand soap? Yeah, haven't seen it. Um, it's like they'll like crisscross, mm-hmm. and then they do like a vertical swipe. Oh, like and it all... like like industrial soap production? Because I imagine that's what that's like. like no, cut, it's just cutting... like a human with a bar of soap. Yeah. Got they, it. Like tiny, they just make tiny little squares and then shave them off. Like Jennifer Garner and butter, but to hair. Sure. So. Yeah. And it's really satisfying to watch. I. It's an ASMR video. I. <laughs> um, what's the name of that girl? Mac that that people mm-hmm. love. Little Jessica Chastain. Life with Mac. Oh, is that what I it's think, called? Life with Mac. I think it's Life with Mac. I was watching one of them uh, where she. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, so she's wearing. Um, oh no, I'm not gonna remember. So she, it, it's it's her like working a job, and she's looking at her phone and goes, ah, "I've been working here for five hours already." <laughs> but she has like a little um, like a little "Hello, my name is" sticker, like, isn't it? Um, an airline. Yeah, it, I don't. No, no, no. She's not Wizard. in the. I know the stewardess outfit. Oh, okay. She's not in the stewardess outfit. Okay. But she has a little name tag on, and it says like Mac on it. But above it, it says something like the name of the mall. Nice. And I think it says Garden Plaza mm. or some like beautiful fake mall name. I love that. Love it. I love her. She's a little genius. She's truly off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Mm. Would love to watch or love listening to her dive in. Oh, I was gonna bring up. I really enjoyed on the next picture show. There was a comment of drinking wine, and I was like, "I'm so glad that other people drink." Oh, alcohol. they drink too. I'm way behind on the next picture it's, show. Are they are they vaping too? No, <laughs> are they also pulling on their jewels. It was Tasha said something, and then there was just like a pause in the room. I'm the Tasha of this podcast. Agreed. What do you think I am? I don't know. You're like you don't really fit into any of the the archetypes. I mean, Tasha and I are just the bitches of the group, but. 
I, you know, I, and I love Tasha and I love the next picture show, so do I. but I, I don't care. We don't have to cut this, but I, I like, I had steam coming out of my ears when Tasha was talking shit on call me by your name and, um, and Lady Bird, like Lady every, Bird. every I time, remember her talking shit about Lady Bird. every time like Scott or Genevieve or one of them like would say something positive about it and like totally spot on, like with mm-hmm. Lady Bird being like, she's not perfect. She wants to change, mm-hmm. but she knows that she, the movie is about her learning how to learn. And then Tasha would, this is very, Tasha would be like, mm, uh, I don't yeah. think so. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Tasha and I are both very much just like, that's just not the movie I saw. <laughs> and we're not going to prove it. By the way, Tasha, actually, I can disprove your theory. I saw that Tasha logged Destroyer on Letterboxd. Oh, did she like it? With a heart. Great. Good for her. Yeah. Um, oh, I was just going to say specifically, she said something and then there was a pause and then she goes, all three of you just lifted your wine glasses at the same time. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good example when, well, we don't need, we don't need to actually talk about our show while we're recording the show, but I'm going to like privately consider some moments when you've said things where I just have to like lean back and take a deep breath and, and just like try and make it through that moment mm-hmm. intact. Yeah. I love doing that. Do Remember you- in the car when I said I was just fully lying about, support the girls on this podcast yes when, when we were in the lift was this before or after um i was i we realized like on our way to the rose bowl that we were going to be in the car for 20 minutes if we didn't get out we were stuck in the traffic line getting into the rose bowl and you know like we probably need to do something about this and i talked to our lecturer i'm like hi excuse me so i'm looking at your map it looks like we're about 0.75 miles away i think it might just be a little easier for us if we got out and and then you wouldn't get stuck in it and it would be really easy for everybody and he was like um i'll just i'll drive i'll just keep driving and then i looked over to you like very much the tom wilkinson to your sissy space looking <laughs> in the bedroom and i was like Ben, i i think we're stuck here we can't do anything about it and you're basically like okay just like shut the fuck up watch this and then two like two minutes pass and then you without without asking for permission just lean over and go we're getting out now <laughs> pull over please and we then didn't, he didn't even pull over no he didn't give a shit Mm-mm. so that's i take action damn it i just move i move we had to move there was a lot when we went to the beyonce concert which is ostensibly the reason why we're here right now yeah to discuss there was a lot of forward momentum, a lot of marching, yeah. a lot of like barricades we had to get through, a mm-hmm. lot of st- strategizing with crowd size, like what would be the most efficient route to get from here to here. Yeah. Like in, in, anytime I would settle on something, like when we were leaving and I called the lift and we're sitting on the grass on the street corner, I'm like, it'll be about 15 minutes. And I just like lean back, like feeling very Marissa Tomei in the beginning of In the Bedroom. <laughs> And then you're just like looking dead ahead, like you will not lean back. And you're like, I think if we just like walk a little bit, we'll probably be able to shape some time off this. So I, I appreciated the, 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 the um, not the punctuality of it all, the punctuality. The spunk. But the spunk. I'm, I've got initiative. Mm-hmm. When I want to get home. Yeah. At the end of an event. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I know I, I seem like a very lackadaisical person I don't think that's true (laughs) (laughs) on this podcast or in life (laughs) I know I seem very chill very not type A I think of you as like the human equivalent of like I've got two hands up one is flat and one is like I've got one horizontal one Mm. vertical and the vertical one is coming down like like this like Mm. I'm chopping wood on my hand you Mm -hmm. are like the human equivalent of that that's really beautiful Mm -hmm. I mean this is not a visual medium I'm not sure that's gonna track I just I love efficiency 
and we I like. I don't know if there's anything I love more than efficiency. You you would have been so mad at me if we had not split up between food and drink lines mm. at the Rose Bowl when I realized I was in a line in where the we wrong line. We, uh-huh, twice. I was in the wrong line. I was in the the beer line, the beer line, not the cocktail mm-hmm. line. And then it wasn't until I was next up in the cocktail line that I realized we were not going to get what we wanted here. Yeah. And then I had to like cross over to the craft tent across mm-hmm. the way. You would have. I mean, you. We also talked about how, like, if we were roommates, like, we wouldn't be friends after six days. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, I'm not sure we that would line. be recording this right now. <laughs> that line would have ended the friendship. Yeah, the lines, plural. I love a line. It's good to hydrate. Mm-hmm. I feel dehydrated. I felt dehydrated too today when mm. I was on set for I'm mm. Fine. Oh yeah. Should we address the yeah the, cur- have- the Kirby sized elephant in the room? Yes. Our sister Brandon is making a web series, and she's gone. She's gone. She's gone. We are without the serial of the podcast. There is no captain now. Mm-hmm. There is no one steering the ship. We are rudderless. It's just going to be pure id <laughs> driving this thing. Yeah. I, and I, which could like be good or bad, depending mm-hmm. on how the tenor of this conversation goes. But Brandon is... Well, we don't know anything to fight about today. So. I don't know. We might. I guess. I mean, once we get to the Jay-Z of it all, we might. No. No. Cool you know, like, he's a, he's a he's the greatest showman. He's a great show. Married to the greatest... He's such a showman. Showwoman. Yes. Yeah. Showboat, even. Although, like, we, t- I told you this, I think, after the show, but I, I'm, I'm a Jay-Z fan. I was excited to see him, but it wasn't until like, I saw him on stage that I realized that I was fucking lit over yeah. seeing Jay-Z, that I'm actually like, I don't really listen to him very much anymore, but I yeah. listened to him a lot in college. Um, and I, I had just forgotten what a fan I was until he came on stage. Yeah, there are a lot of bops. A lot of good bops. A lot of bops that I had forgotten. I'm just like, eh, it'd be great if Beyonce just plays for like 75% yeah. of it. And then all of a sudden I'm like singing along like, what's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? And I'm like, to you? Not very much. Like in my mind, it's just 99 problems. That's the only one. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh yeah, all of these. I said to you before the show, we I was like, you said something about how you feel comfortable sitting at a show. And that was the most beautiful sentence I've ever heard because you gave me permission to sit. sit. It's like you're Jennifer Garner and Love, Simon, like telling me mm. to breathe. I can mm. breathe again, but like yeah. I can sit at a concert again. And I said to you, I'm everyone like, around us was perfectly happy. It was sitting. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to you before the show that I knew that I was definitely going to sit when we got to 99 Problems. Yeah. And then he starts doing 99 Problems on my damn feet. It's lit. I'm thrilled. It was lit. Having the time of my life. And I owed it all to him mm-hmm. and to her. And to our God, Beyonce. Correct. Something I a would deity. Like, something I have been thinking about is: Do you remember her Super Bowl performance in February 2013, pre-self-titled, in one of the first uh, songs? I don't remember what it is, but she gets on the ground. I think it's "Crazy in Love." Does she start with "Crazy in Love"? I don't know. Anyway, um. She gets on the ground, and then it cuts to an, a bird's eye view overhead, and there's like I remember the bird's eye view. In there's like light of like painted around her body where she, but she's not in the right spot. And I feel like the the next five years of her career has been about rectifying Inching that back into the showmanship, lights, demanding and now showing that the light that no, she's I in the right am place. perfect. <laughs> I mean, she's. In a word, flawless. Mm-hmm. And as a performer, as a vocalist, and as just a creative mind in general, 
visual. I mean, we should probably introduce the podcast. Do we have want to talk about no. anything else before we get into? No, we have to do that. The subject no. of the program. Let's, let's jump in. Okay, so let's. So we'll hear let's Brandon dive into the shallow. Do you want to talk about that today? The only news item we're going to talk about that happened today is that Lady Gaga's shallow dropped IRL and released the studio version cowards so tell me what that means because i didn't listen to it because what i have heard from people who love the film what i have heard specifically from you who likes the film quite a bit not mm-hmm. ready to say love maybe you'll see it again and you realize you were just fatigued from the festival of right. it all we'll see but how electrifying the numbers are right so for me i think it's fucking insane to listen to the song if you haven't seen the movie yet. sure i don't want i don't want a bar of this spoiled sure so obviously i know it from the trailer but i don't want to know I don't want to know any inflection. Yeah. I don't want to know, like, I want to get, I want to get, like, the wind knocked out of me. Yeah, and you fresh. will. The, like, the... In the theater. The track that's on the trailer is not her singing live at that concert. Oh, fan- well, don't tell me that. Well, you just asked, why did I just say that I want I, the studio version? I know, but I for some reason I thought you were going to be like, they recorded it differently. Like, I, I thought that I didn't know there was a spoiler baked into it. I don't even think that's a spoiler. Um, well, no, wait, okay, it's not. Go ahead. It's very clear yeah, 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 in yeah. the trailer. This is recorded in a studio. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm in. I'm in. I'm, in, just, I'm in the deep end. It's a different, it's the same song, mm-hmm. obviously, because it matches her mouth. Yeah. But this is a live performance of the song. And what they released today, like, includes, like, the cheering and, like, it's a live track. Okay. I'm into it. That, that clip that debuted online a few weeks ago, pre-TIFF, mm-hmm. where she's introducing yeah. Cradley mm-hmm. to Shallow for the first time. She's like, mm-hmm. it's just this song I wrote. I don't think that I've mentioned on the record, but I'm ready to go on the record and let the world know that they are sitting out front of a supermarket mm-hmm. late at night. That supermarket is a Super A Foods that is ha- less than half a, mi- half a mile from my house. Yeah. You could probably see the A if you if you're on the top of my hill. Oh, great! So I think it's imperative that once the movie comes out, that you and Brandon come over, and we go sit and then, there and, and sing and, and then we, and then we recreate it. Yeah, they're gonna we'll, have so many people doing. We'll that do like I know, but crying. but not everyone knows that's where it is. I have the intel. I have the inside information, and I'm not gonna get too regional because I'm not gonna say where I live. I'm. I guess I already said it was a Super A Foods, but yeah. there's several of there's several of those in Los wow. Angeles. So I'm not going to reveal the location, and we need to get a jump on that before all the other copycats come in. I want right. to be the original copycat. Okay. I want to be kind, rewind this before the tape gets around so many times that it gives out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Crad boop. <laughs> Crad boop. Um, Senator Crapo. I can't believe you didn't know about Senator Crapo. I have no idea. Really? Well, I don't pay attention to Idaho, (laughs) Um, the reddest state in the union. I've heard Boise's fun. I have a lot of family in Idaho. Boys Town. It's actually quite beautiful. Idaho has a strong art scene. That doesn't surprise me. I've heard they have a strong regional theater scene. Not community theater, like high level summer stock shit in Idaho. uh, I've spent a lot of, not a lot, I've spent time in Twin Falls. That's where my dad, like... My dad is from a million places, but Twin Falls is like where he identifies, even though he's been everywhere, man. I he's would, been everywhere, man. I would say my father's personality is much more Houston than, than Twin Falls. Than Twin Falls, but he would probably claim differently. Speaking of Houston, because he was younger in Houston. Speaking of Houston, yeah, here we are. Do you, talking are you, about? Are you ready to to 
to hear our our, our best our best baby boy formation. Brandon for the only time tonight, mm-hmm. and then and then we'll get information. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing it? You. Oh, hello, everyone. Um, this is Movies IMO. My name is Ben Empey. My name is Daniel Kruk, and, and are we have our th- our the third wheel of our tricycle is missing. It, I was gonna say it's not even like Movies IMO. We're just Movies Mo with True. an apostrophe before the M. True. Or movies I'm. Movies I'm. Movie. I liked Mo better because you know we're homosexuals. Oh, I didn't pick that up. Oh well, I'm not smart. Oops, <laughs> I'm very tired. We totally don't have to do this. What? We can just. I I learned how to use the record. Brandon the is podcast. Brandon is also <laughs> Brandon like, is also the done. engineer. Truly the captain now. It's true. He's the one who presses record. He presses the button, the square it's button true. every week, and You're then right. it's my job to sit here and be freaking out that we didn't press it. Mm-hmm. And so tonight I was the presser. Now you press the button. I press the button, just like Senator Kamala Harris pressed the question. Oh, she did. Yes. What are we here to discuss? We are here because on Saturday night. Daniel and I went to the On the Run 2 tour. The Squeakquel. The Squeakquel. Um, it was great. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> where did we see it? At the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Don't get too regional. I realize like this is going to be the most regional episode of the podcast mm-hmm. ever. Because it was a live event. At the Rose Bowl. In Pasadena. At Pasadena. You d- oh, um, and lots of famous people were there. Do you we know? Didn't see any of them? I can't substantiate this. I just know in my heart that it's true. But do you know what the number one grossing film of all time in Pasadena is? Philomena. It's Philomena. Mm. Philomena in Pasadena. I knew it. Yes, in my heart. I'm sure that we were like right near the house where Meryl Streep and Jane Lynch grew up together, and mm. Julie and Julia. Mm-hmm. I think. Did or we- where Kate Winslet falls on the lawn in Mildred Pierce. Is that in Pasadena? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. I never saw the Todd Haynes Mildred <gasps> Pierce. I, and I don't feel embarrassed about it. And I'm sure that I've admitted go that. Go watch it right now. I will. Just literally go. Just get up I'm and here. go. It'll be a time better served than... <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. ...airing our opinions. I mean, I feel I feel weird enough that I'm drinking beer after after today. Beer was ruined today. Beer's over. Beer's over. Beer's canceled. I, and I like. I don't want to make light of that, but beer. It's hard to like the word beer. The sound of the word beer has been tainted. Has been poisoned. Has been silkwooded yeah. permanently. Or like anti. It's been like the, the opposite of silkwood. Mm-hmm. Like we need a silkwood. And by the way, Susan Collins could be that silkwood. Jeff. Well, Jeff Flake could be silkwood. Maybe we'll find out. By the time this airs, by the time this airs, it might already be. That's scary we we promised out. that we were not going to talk about. I know. That we were not All gonna I'm going to say, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, no, we can go off. I'm just going to go off about myself, which is, I got into a baby Ivy. I drank and did a lot of drugs. I never assaulted anyone. And I graduated with Latin honors, so... That's all. Yeah. I I drank to excess in college a lot. And the I, we don't I don't need to get earnest about this, but like I just boils my blood watching these Republican senators, Republican white male senators. Do you believe in God, son? Kennedy? 
Kennedy is worse than Cruz, in my opinion. He is the most smarmy, smug, condescending. Mm-hmm. What really grinds my gears about about the way that people like Senator Kenny Be- Kennedy behave, these are the same people who talk about smug, liberal condescen- yeah. condescension, the bubbles that we live in. Mm-hmm. You look at that guy. He's not just in another bubble. He's in another fucking planet. Yeah. And it just drives me crazy because we live in, it's not even like just urban centers. It's also wacko towns like Yellow Springs in Ohio, mm-hmm. right? That, that 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 we're not the real America, even though right. we look more like the majority of America, mm-hmm. we vote like the majority when it comes to mm-hmm. um, when it comes to having everyone's best interests at heart. They talk about us as if we don't care. Right. In fact, the way that we vote, we are constantly voting for measures and politicians who do care, mm-hmm. who don't demonize not even just the other side, but don't demonize people yeah. like Chuck Grassley. Who says that you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't lower taxes or on on uh, uh, low income families, or you shouldn't increase money for social programs because people are just going to spend it on uh, booze and women. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it, how is that not more smug and condescending yeah. than saying that uh, unions matter, yep. that women's reproductive rights matter, that you should be able to? It's not even. I, I'm using like their talking points because I'm not even. I, I hate the idea of like when talking about LGBT rights, saying that marry the person that you want to love because it's so much more than that. Yeah. It's about housing rights. Yeah. I mean, because when they're talking about that, they're really talking about like white gay men. They're right. not talking about trans people. They're not Correct. talking about lesbians. They're not talking about gay people of color. It's it, about rich gay men getting the absolutely inheritance that they're due and and then and, and then people like rob portman patting themselves on the back because they have mm-hmm. a gay son and feeling like they're voting for their family mm-hmm. and also because a lot of these senators have gay friends and they want to get invited to the wedding mm-hmm. they want to get a free steak dinner out of it mm-hmm. drive anyway drives me fucking insane <sighs> i'm gonna get another beer yeah and then we can talk about beyonce one time in a beauty magazine uh-huh. i read that if you freeze spoons overnight and then you press them to your eyes I heard that too first thing in the morning that it like helps with wrinkles on your eye what are you trying to say that are I you want... calling me a bag boy yeah well, I mean we're both bag boys I'm just saying I would like to do that right now because it just feels nice I um <laughs> that sounds great your... uh, so yes. I I was um I was an extra for the past uh for like two part part of the last two days because I'm working from home I popped over and helped out Brandon's crew on I'm Fine just by being an extra doing some background. I played a bartender. Mm. I played a man in the crowd at a drag show. I played a dancer. And then today... How was the drag show scene? Good. Because I wrote that. I didn't know you wrote that. Mm -hmm. It went well. Um, I think it went really well. And I... I like changed thinking that I was getting ready for a scene that was going to take place in the Abbey. Mm. And I put on this awesome shirt that my friend Rachel O'Donnell, who's an amazing artist and you should all check her out on Instagram at Rachel O'Donnell, this t-shirt that she, um, she was, she was hired by a company to, or a company bought a design of hers and they put it on a t-shirt. Um, is I think she can correct me. <laughs> um, but it's, she does these amazing, she, she, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk about like everything she does, but just to the point that I'm making here, she, she does these amazing, um, uh, she does like cool like cut and paste with a bunch of um, I'm like trying not to like talk about like the grand overarching themes of her of her of her work but specifically to this she will take um, a, 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 a like a glamour ad in a magazine and then paint on top of the model or whatever it is mm-hmm. like with with oil paint and exaggerate it and turn it into something that embodies the feminine grotesque which I think is what's in a lot of her work so I'm like wearing this shirt with like you can see like the outline of like a photographed person, but then she's like completely redone the hair with like this big bold like 
gold and, and the teeth that have yeah. like big red lips and fangs. And so it, I end up like wearing like a drag shirt to mm-hmm. the drag show. So hopefully that's not like too on the nose for, oh. for Brandon or for the editors. But I was, anyway, what I'm getting at is I was so feeling so dehydrated today mm-hmm. and I could feel it behind my eyes. You know, yeah. you can feel it behind your eyes. And I'm just concerned. I'm just concerned that Brandon is going to get dragged through the mud over I'm Fine Season 3 because he is promoting dehydrated, dehydrated bad boys. Yeah. And I'm going to be the poster child of it. Yeah. And I'm concerned about that for Brandon. I've since hydrated. I think you should be concerned about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, it's all I can do not to text him right now. Michael Verratti had to play the extra role that I wrote specifically for you to play. What? Because they had to shoot that scene what on was the, Beyonce you wrote, night. You wrote a role for me? Yeah. What was it? Um, on the drag, the whole drag episode is like them, it's Perrin Richard trying to get to a party. Not yes. that they end up at a drag show by chance, but it's like them on the streets of Hollywood, like looking for this party and they pass the same guy like six times and mm-hmm. it was, gonna, it, it's like written. I was the guy. It's written in the script as a blonde guy with a mustache. What? That yeah. was me. Mm-hmm. Does he walk a dog? No. Because I was supposed to be a featured extra tomorrow. Oh, you were going to be the dog walker? The dog walker, which I did for the, my first seven months out of college. Okay. I'm I like, I was a professional dog walker. I loved every second of it. I often think about how much I would love to do it again. Yeah. But I, I was, I said that, I said that, um, to a group of friends like a year or so ago. Mm. And my ex-boyfriend was like, no, I was there the whole time. You were fucking miserable. And I'm like, no, I think it would be a really nice life. And my friend's like, no, we were there. You, you didn't have fun. Yeah. But now you have perspective. Now I have perspective. Right. And I love dogs. Yeah. Maybe now you could go back and be like, I didn't know how good this was when I had it. Well, because I did that, now all of my friends here mm-hmm. who have dogs they and friends who know people with dogs, yeah. when I get the call. Right. So I, I was walking a dog last week. Right. It was great. I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. I gave him a big scratch behind the ears. And you know what else? He loved every second of it. Wow. But I was cut out of that role because they'd featured me too much over the past yeah. two days. Right. Couldn't get away with it. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Beyonce Knowles, who was Beyonce. supposed to be, supposed to be the lead in Clint Eastwood's A Star is Born. Yeah. Once Upon a Time. Do you think, what do you think she thinks about uh, Gaga doing it? I think mean, she's just happy. I think she's her. very happy with her life. Yeah. I, I don't I know. Think... That's, that's exactly. Well, what I love about Lemonade, which was on, I think it was my number. Speaking of Clint Eastwood, the mule's making it in to the Oscar race. Did you, some, someone, um, someone quote, quote uh quote retweeted with with a with a line from the article which was the film is not expected to garner awards attention <laughs> or something like that like That's, the film will not be gunning for that i was interviewed letters letters from iwo jima poll i was telling push. brandon and tj recently that uh i was like it's filming now but it's gonna come like it will come out by the end of the year you just watch and they were like no stars born no the mule Oh, the mule. Of course. No. The, what's a good example of this? Like two weeks ago, I was like, it just started filming like a month ago. But it's already shot. Yeah. He's doing Foley right now. <laughs> they don't. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't edit. You know what's crazy? You know, what, you know what's crazy about Clint Eastwood as a filmmaker, and this does not get talked about enough, in my opinion, is that when it comes to Foley, if he has any characters in a scene who like sort of grumble or grouse, he won't let them do the ADR. Hmm. That's not Foley. It's ADR. He right. won't let them do it. He specifically comes in himself and goes in front of the microphone for every single character and goes, 
Yeah, you can fact check that. That's for real. Uh, I can't wait to rewatch Sully in preparation for this. I was thinking about Sully the other Sully, day, and I was thinking about you, because you do a great Laura Lenny and Sully. Sully? What did she say? Like, Chesley? Chesley? What are you doing, Chesley? It's like... I think that she is trapped in a Louis Buñuel film <laughs> and that she's just on the phone in a Nancy Myers living room, seated a seat seated atop plush Rooming. throw pillows mm-hmm. and 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 screaming the word Chesley, which I don't think is a real name or a real word, into a landline. Yeah. What? <laughs> Chesley Sollenberger. Chesley. And he's like jogging in the city. <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing?" Aaron Eckhart, like, cracks a joke in court. Everybody leans back and laughs. Freeze frame. Executive produced by Chuck Lorre. Mm. Flashes on the screen. Yep. Yeah. Who could forget? What a, what a film. Let's talk about the woman of the hour. Beyonce. Where do we want to start? Hey, Miss Carter. I, well, I was going to say, here. okay, anyway, I have the segue. I was actually okay. going to make it myself. I don't think that Beyonce cares about a star is born. I think she's happy for Gaga. Yeah. I'm sure she knows Cradley Booper from Democratic Fun like Democratic fundraisers. Not that she's recorded with Lady Gaga before. Well, I was at a thing on um, on Friday. I was at Candy Pop, mm-hmm. a Dan- a Candy Pop at Dance Yourself Clean, not because you're regional. Candy Pop at the Satellite, Dance Yourself Clean is the LCD sound system inspired dance night on Saturday nights, mm-hmm. and you know. I think some people listen to this who were who who were there and go regularly. And I don't want to I don't want to like poo poo anybody anybody's taste. But the music was not fantastic that night. Like I'm I'm having trouble getting into it. I'm having trouble dancing. Mm-hmm. And then they play telephone, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden my legs awake. Yeah, I, I'm Lucy Goosey. That's a great song mm-hmm. from a great album. And I would love it if someone were to recut. Not replace, because that music video is, in a word, iconic. Mm-hmm. If someone were to recut the Lady Gaga, Beyonce telephone music video to Laura Linney in Sully oh, on the on damn the telephone. telephone. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I truly love that. It's a good idea. But I don't think that Beyonce cares, apart from being happy for Gaga and Cradley Booper. She's doing exactly what she wants to do. And Lemonade is the chief example of that. She made one of the best movies of the year in 2016. She doesn't need to be in someone else's vehicle correct because arguably it's a cradley booper slash gaga she is no longer taking like chasing stardom she has it well she she doesn't need it she's chasing stars in that she probably has like her own spaceship right like a private spaceship Mm -hmm. and she's gonna chase stars that way yeah yeah but no she's she's on top of the world because she then she'd have to do a press tour She's not going to do a press tour. What I love about Beyonce is that her press tours are the shows themselves. They generate so much press. Mm-hmm. Everybody writes about them because they're magnificent. They're, you know, they're staged in such a, um, I want to say like Olympian way, but by that's not the right way to say it. Like she conjures Mount Olympus like on mm-hmm. a stage mm-hmm. while also subverting um, like a lot of uh, tropes in, yeah. in American media and storytelling while she's doing it. The Beyonce project is all about reclamation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe on that note. I was just going to say something else. I go for it. I forgot. Try again. What were we saying before I said the word reclamation? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Everyone go out and vote because I'm looking at my general election little yeah. booklet with all the information. While you're doing that, I, I will I will apologize for like the 50th time to you calling daddy lessons daddy issues, <laughs> which is a problem. Daddy issues. It's a problem. I'm embarrassed. Beyonce. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you brought up. I'm glad you. Dixie I'm chicks. glad you brought up your sample ballot because from here on until the election, we no, will this be is the official voter information guide. This is not a oh, sample ballot. My bad. So. We get to the show. Mm-hmm. We we didn't skip as much of DJ Khaled as we wanted to. We were there just long enough to see him ride a bird scooter across the stage. Mm, the bird scooter. Yeah. He's like a, a scooting meme machine. The stage. I mean, people can look this up, but the stage has two dual runways going all the way down into the pit, into, into the orchestra. And then what looks like just like a pretty big stage in the front mm-hmm. with a bunch of screens on the back like like flat screens like flat screen tv but we don't know that they're going to those screens are going to sort of open up like a curtain yeah. to reveal the fucking cell block tango mm-hmm. of like five different i guess we could we could guess that if we were to if we were to pay enough attention to previous mm-hmm. shows but where she was going she's not just going to have dancers in sil- in silhouette mm-hmm. rocking the fuck out and against like a like a, a red light, yeah. And so it's very cell block tingle. She's also gonna have a fucking brass band going yeah. up there, and dancers, and interpretive dancers, interpretive dancers who are like pulling their arms out of their sockets mm-hmm. and like pretzel twisting them around the back of their heads. Yeah. It's very avant garde, zero. There's a lot of avant garde here. Yeah. So I can just this is very indelicate, but I'm just gonna push you into starting to speak. Why don't you speak about the short films that were being broadcast? My yeah, talk about your twit. My twit? Yeah. I was just going to say, like, talk about your feelings about art, not to, like, boil it down to the twit of it all, but I please, just, by all means. I just think Beyonce, and we, I think we can fully attribute this to Beyonce because it's consistent with her solo work, video work, um, that there's just, they're just so well done. Yes. And they're such, they're not, uh, it's not that they're not an afterthought. That's not the right word. But like another, in the hands of a lesser filmmaker, for sure, for sure. At another concert, their their video interstitials so that the artist can go backstage and change. Yeah, and like these do serve that purpose, but they're truly integral to the show. No, they're pushing a narrative. Mm-hmm. I would say that of all the concerts I've seen, Beyonce per- is cinema. I agree. Three performers stick out in terms of having exemplary boundary pushing mm-hmm. projections behind them and in interstitials during the show. And they would be Father John Misty, mm-hmm. who just had like the Windows Maze screensaver <laughs> behind him for a nice. while. This is like on his like fuck you part of his tour a couple years ago. Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. who this was so fucking good. Um, he had like a loop of George W. Bush, like tripping down a flight of stairs played like five times in a row mm-hmm. and then he would play bill o'reilly d- yelling but you know fuck it we'll do it live a million mm-hmm. times in a row and then there's other stuff too but number one is of course beyonce and it's not surprising that the two of them have collaborated with beyonce yeah. and they said they have nothing to do with one another i'm just realizing that they have all in one way or another obviously father john misty contributes like a line mm-hmm. and kendrick is more of a collaborator when it comes to the freedom of it all but I forget who it was that is a songwriter and Beyonce. Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend? <laughs> no, I don't think it was that. that 
who just had a baby had with um, the line Rashida Jones. Ladies, let's get information. And Beyonce was like, "Can I have that?" And then made a song about it. That's what Beyonce does. She she is able to pick out the things that other people are doing and be like, "This is my brand," and I will take that now. Mm-hmm. That is because she's not a songwriter. She's not. I mean, she gets songwriting credits because she does things like that. Of like, let's have this line here, and she's not the choreographer. She's the performer, but she knows she's. But she owns all of it because yeah. she owns all of she it. She has the brand, and it's it's like it is her idea, and it's her soul that's on display. Well, I think about Lemonade, how she's handpicking a lot. I mean, she's one of the directors on Lemonade, but then she handpicks people like Khalil Joseph, who's a really fantastic filmmaker. Um, other folks too, whose names I can't remember, but she she is a curator, you know. Yeah. And the gallery, I don't want to say the gallery is her work because. That makes it sound like all she's doing is hanging things on a wall. Right. It's so much more than that. But I do think that there is an aspect of going, it feels like you're going to a very well curated gallery yeah. when you go to a Beyonce show or you listen to Beyonce or you watch any of her videos. And it's like the the videos are just like they're running on a beach. They're it's just like evocative of moods and movies. Yeah. I mean, I think Beyonce Knowles is a highly cinematic performer mm-hmm. and it's not just the videos. It's the acrobatic or the, the gymnastic aerobics yeah. that she's performing throughout. I mean, she, the way that she uses her body and the way that she is able to tell a story through movement. And again, it's, she doesn't have to be the choreographer. It's the attitude. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, it's the, um, it's the personality and persona that she grafts onto it. Yeah. It comes straight from her, her, you know, her heart, mind and soul and obviously her body, but it, I, I'm trying to think, I was talking to you about this at some point. Um, the filmmaker it most reminds me of, which mm-hmm. is not someone that I listed in my twit is Claire Denis mm. because I feel like the concert and like lemonade, they sort of, it also reminds me of if Beale street could talk in that they, it, there is a narrative there, but it's functioning on like such uh, an instinctual level mm. and like moving you musically. And I mean, Claire Denis isn't really known as a musical filmmaker, but there is a rhythm to what she's doing that is entirely unique. Mm. And if Beale Street could talk is basically just musical movement after musical movement and compiling upon each other and that's what this concert does i think that denis is an interesting point of comparison for a number of reasons but i'll just say one because beyonce has decided she's french yes (laughs) exactly one correct um and which it it, it totally bolsters the whole bonnie and clyde of it all because Mm -hmm. since that's like inspired by french new wave yeah but denis not all of denis I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this about Trouble Every Day or The Intruder, but I would say it about Bo Travaya. I would say it about White Material. I would say it about 35 Shots of Rum. Um, and I would say it about basically all of Beyonce's film work and visual work um, of the past, I'll just like pick a number, five years, mm-hmm. is that it seems to float. <laughs> yeah, yes. Like it, it, and you can, it, it is full immersion. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, you, when she is running on the beach with Jay-Z, you can feel the sand between the toes, but more importantly, you can breathe and smell that salty air. Mm-hmm. At the same time, that sounds very featherweight. It slaps hard as fuck. Yeah. I mean, it can be brutal. It can be damning. It can be empowering. It can be a lot of different things, but it is, it is so potent. Mm-hmm. It's a highly potent, yet... It's a highly potent concentrate, you, yet you can like stick your... 
your hands through it. Yeah, it's like it is somehow both extremely tactile and extremely ethereal. Exactly. At the same time. I was trying not to say ethereal because it's a word I say too much, but ethereal is what I'm saying. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Um, To quote Casey Musgrave, it is what it is. Did you pull up the set list while you were reviewing for this podcast today? No, because I did a poor job of preparing. Mm. Well, I did, and it just reminded me. And I watched a little of the Coachella video last night. Great. And it's just like... I, by the way, I was expecting you to run this episode because I've been I've been running all over the mm. I've been I haven't been running the world because mm. I'm not a girl right. but I have been running all over the place so mm-hmm. I kind of figured you would drive this home so well, please enlighten us with your there's research. There's just something I think it's because it's she leads as a performer she's not Mariah Carey who I love is not dancing right um yeah. and not. Very few of her songs are dance songs, to be fair. But there's that famous video where she's phoning it in, (laughs) doing the dancing. And Beyonce is the first person to dance on the stage. And it's like she does that thing where she starts the move and then like three people join in and then like seven people join in one by one. It's very Gold Diggers of 1933, Mm -hmm. IMO. It's very, yes. It's Busby Berkeley. It is Busby Berkeley. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to think about that for a while. I'm gonna have to sit with what I heard just now. <laughs> um, just that it's like she's the point of focus, but not in a narcissistic way. Not at all. It is just she's done the work and she makes it look so easy. I think that there's a reason that she comes back to the imagery of her as. I don't want to, you could say the Madonna, but just as Earth Mother, Mm -hmm. as this woman who bore twins and Blue Ivy before them, um, she she paints herself as a vessel, Mm -hmm. whether it's as a physical vessel performing these, you know, Herculean feats of dance and cardio, um, or whether it's, again, like her essentially in the Garden of Eden, like holding the two children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's a vessel... She she gives us all life. More specifically, she is giving life to black American women. Yeah. And I think that it ties into the ways that she is rewriting history with her work. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say specifically in cinematic history. I mean, Julie Dash is a revered filmmaker and has been. Right. Um, I would say that in white scholarly circles or just in white cine- uh, cinephilia, Julie Dash... Has is enjoying something of a of a um, I don't want to say renaissance, but is of 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 a of a, a new a new wave, and it's yeah. entirely. And I don't you know I, I think that I think that I think that it's almost entirely because of lemonade. No, and, I think you and, can say definitively. Yes, <laughs> I don't think you have to qualify it in any way. Well, I'm just not a Beyonce scholar, and there's pl- like also like I don't I mean you know a lot more about Beyonce than I do. I this is my second time seeing her. I was saying to you before the show, I got. Like, Sasha Fierce is tied to very specific high school shit for me. I did the single ladies dance as the MC of my high school talent show wearing pink tights. Um, but Sasha Fierce is my entry point. And then um, I know four pretty well. But then B-Day, I don't know very well at all, which is embarrassing. Like, you're you're more of the uh, more of a Beyonce scholar than I, I am. Have... So I just don't want to say, say too much. But, I mean, I just let me finish my point. But Beyonce reintroduces figures like Julie Dash. Yeah. I don't even say reintroduces... Beyonce Knowles is able to 
She brings it to the she pays it forward. Yes. She pays it forward. She raises, but she also reaches up. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. She raises people up, and so tying back into what I'm saying about her as a vessel, and she literally rewrites history as you, like that's literally what she's doing. Because I had never heard of Daughters of the Dust before Lemonade, and now, which was anyone directed by Julie Dash, mm-hmm. and then like all of these articles that I'm reading when Lemonade comes out. And I'm like, oh, I have to see this movie. I also think that with Daddy Lessons, with that video specifically, with all the plantation imagery, mm-hmm. um, she's commenting on the South in a couple of ways, mm-hmm. but just most succinctly. Um, when we talk about the American South, which is a, has a high, I mean, if you, the reason why Doug Jones wins in Alabama is because black women turn out to vote. Right. I mean, the African-American population in the American South is enormous. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about the American South, we talk about rednecks. Yeah. We talk about backwards white bigots. It's and, the that, and that's erasure. Minervini yes. version yeah. of Louisiana. Exactly. Um, in, in, the, in the video for Daddy Lessons, Beyonce, I think, completely <laughs> flips that idea on its mm-hmm. head and reminds you, and again, reminds... And in the formation video. Of course. I, I just I, I wanted to like keep my argument specific to this. And and by the way, if I'm saying like you or we, I think that anyone listening can safely assume that I am just speaking for white people. Yeah. You know, and there's there's nothing more frustrating than like someone being like, you know, we just didn't know how racist this country was. Mm-hmm. Like a white person saying that, yeah. of course. Um, but with her work, I mean, Daddy Lessons is is stunning in terms of its production design, its mm-hmm. cinematography, but also the semiotics and the subtext of what she's getting at is is elevating to a community that doesn't get its due when it comes to identity and representation Mm -hmm. for a region that belongs just as much to them as the Jeff Sessions of the world. Right. If not more so. Right. I would say more so. She, I mean, I think a lot about how American Southern Gothic literature. Like the Faulkner of it all. Is one of the defining mythologies of our country. And, one Beyonce, of my favorite bands, REM. I mean, it's it's Beyonce's really taking it by the reins and saying, "This is mine." Yes, and and it always has been. Yes, but she's not just saying the reins are. You know, she's not just saying it belongs to me. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it goes back to the elevation and empowerment of it all. Mm-hmm. She's very, oh Beyonce. <laughs> what do you what do you what do you say about her? Is it just great, greatest living artist? Yeah, greatest living artist in any medium, in any time. I mean, also, in, as far as pop music goes, no one has done what Beyonce has done, ever. Correct. Like, you can say, like, Michael Jackson was that level of performer. He didn't have the substance that Beyonce has. Other people that, other pop stars that have had, like, really deep music don't have the showmanship. Beyonce... Great points. Beyonce has done it all and is continuing to do it all. And is continuing to reinvent what doing it all means. Yes. And it's like... Who would have thought in 2018 she would have this Coachella performance that is truly transcendent for two and a half hours? Two nights in a row. Like, if you told me in 1996, when No, No, No came out, this woman will not yet have peaked 22 years from now. She still hasn't peaked. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, that's wild. I agree. No one has done that before. No one is entering their 40s. I mean, she's a and, few years and away. No one is entering their 40s and just getting started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she can. she's just going to do what she wants to do. And I have to say, <clears throat> Jay-Z was great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoyed his portions of the show more, more than a lot of concerts I've seen recently. He has 
an immense amount of charisma. Mm-hmm. He's a spectacular rapper. None of this even needs to be said. Sorry, hold on. <clears throat> but you can't really say the same thing about Jay-Z in terms of he is only getting better and better and better. Yeah. I, I don't love his last couple of albums. I think there's some good stuff on them. I think the song about his mother coming out as a lesbian is so well-intentioned, and I'm glad that he made it, but some of the lyrics are a little laughable in my, in my opinion 444 or is that on the previous it's one? on 444 but you watch jay-z he's having the time of his life he's amping up the crowd yeah we're all thrilled mm-hmm. we're having a great time and then beyonce comes out and up is not up anymore down is not down yeah north south east and west have been completely mm-hmm. flipped around like yeah. she it, it was in she is an earth-shaking performer right um, she's one of those performers who resets your DNA while mm-hmm. you're watching her. It's just, I mean, it is just transcendent to watch. Do you want to talk about when she dangles her legs up the edge? You know that I've been dying to talk about the Judy at Carnegie mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe, do you want to talk about it? What was she singing? Uh... But yeah, Beyonce had, she was off at the very end of her runway. She had her legs dangling off the side Sing into the crowd, pouring her heart into it. It was her duty moment. Yeah. And it was, in a way, her star is born moment. Yeah. Even though this star continues to be born again and again and again. It really does. There are no supernovas when it comes to Beyonce. It's constant regeneration. Yeah. That's our girl. Absolutely. Re- they, she sang I Care, and you didn't think she would. I, no, because I, we were... So let's let's do our top threes, which we were talking about as we were drinking a lot of rosé at my house before mm-hmm. we went to the show. So my top three is all night i care and partition okay i think think that is what you said yeah that's my top three and as soon as i told it to you and then you can say yours Mm -hmm. but after i said that i'm like and she i just don't think she's gonna play i care yeah i care makes me weep she's saying i care Mm -hmm. my three are in no particular order formation crazy in love and partition it's a great list there's no arguing with that list and she didn't sing partition I've told, and I, I had this wild theory that she was gonna, she and Jay's were gonna penultimately close with All Night, mm. and she was gonna sing it to him, and he was going to every other verse go ah yeah ah yes. <laughs> in the back, um, and that but didn't instead happen. they did that with Forever Young yes. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot about that. So yeah, so they're closing with Forever Young and Beyonce is singing the melody. Beyonce is singing all of it basically. Yeah. And then you get Jay-Z in the back, like, oh. Oh! Ah! Like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Um I was gonna say, oh, I was just gonna say about all night that I've always felt weird about the fact that that's my favorite song on Lemonade. And it's it's not antithetical, but it it doesn't harness the right. the power and the potential rage. and the rage of the rest of the album, uh-huh. like the complications of uh, of grief, of confusion, yeah. of empowerment, of, of reclaiming your narrative. It's the happy ending. And once upon a time, two years ago, in my car, I could hit all of those notes. I love that. I can't anymore. Wow. I was on a I was driving up to a wedding in um, in uh, Mendocino mm-hmm. back. At this point, a couple of months ago, yeah, and I was there. I was a plus one. I think I talked about this already on the show, but I was a plus one with my friend from high school. It was her friends. She flew in from Harvard, and we get in the car. She starts putting on her playlist, and the first I don't remember what the first song I know was, but I started singing along, and mm-hmm. she goes, Ugh, 
I forgot how much I hate your singing voice. Oh, <laughs> wow. I know. So when, when, when we got to all night, I did her the favor of not oh, going for the high notes, wow. but I did sing the rest of it. That was brave of you. Yeah. I think I that's think brave that's of brave. myself. Um, I don't know. I feel just very unqualified to talk about the substance of a Beyonce. I song. do too. I also think that this is such an exercise in <sighs> navel gazing. Mm-hmm. Between the two of us, yeah, not in that we're talking about Beyonce Knowles as a as a dancer, as a performer, as mm-hmm. a as a cinematic mind, because obviously we all do and we all should, and, yeah. and we can't wait to see what comes next. Mm-hmm. But we're like talking about a concert that only we went to, yeah. And I'm sh- like, I'm sure that other people, like, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it's like what who, we're talking about applies to other parts of her career. Of course, I think I think we've I think we've done a pretty good job of keeping it broad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we could like move on to just like talk about movies we've been watching recently. Yeah, sure. I'll just close it by saying that the fact that she seems to have a um, a limitlessly revving engine mm-hmm. inside of her when it yeah. comes to accomplishing dance tasks, when it comes to maintaining momentum mm-hmm. throughout her set for almost three hours, I would yeah. be remiss if I didn't say it reminded me a little bit of a certain Belgian woman I know. Named Michonne Dealman. Okay, yeah. So, what movies have you been watching recently? Um. By the way, this was supposed to be our also talking about Fahrenheit 11.9 episode, but only I saw it. I know. I didn't see it, guys. I liked it. I should have seen it, but I've been just like, after work this week, I just haven't wanted to do anything, or I was working on the web series. Uh, I started crying. Sobbing the second Alexandria Ocasio Cortez came oh, on yeah, screen. Oh yeah, you said that. Yes, I was going to look at my letter. I mean, I was nonstop crying. I, I I would recommend everyone see Fahrenheit eleven nine. I think that I will see it. I think that it has some interesting and he more is doing some interesting inversions of his general style of supplanting himself into his narratives like a cartoon character. I think that we should maybe talk about Michael Moore in the same lineage as people like um, not Charlie Chaplin. Uh, like, cause it wouldn't be a silent comic, but I do think Michael Moore is one of the great vaudeville acts mm. um, when it comes to his own persona on screen. <laughs> but he, t- he's bi- a loony bi- are you saying he's Benny me. Hill? No. <laughs> um, but he, there's an interesting thing that goes on when he, he's building a case against people in Trump land and then sort of as a coda to every single person, mm-hmm. he includes footage of him with that person in a photo on a mm-hmm. talk show all the way down to Jared Kushner hosting a screening of sicko um, and without being too on the nose about it, he sort of takes that as his cue to seed the stage to some other people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an interesting, I think it's interesting. No, I'd say it's a smart choice. I, I just, I think that it's, for me, it was a... That he's starting to learn when to step aside. Yeah, no, totally. But I was, I mean, he still like sprays Flint water all over right. Rick Snyder's governor's mansion, which right. I love. But it's sort of a, I don't even want to say it's a renewed call to action because I think for most people who feel the same way I do, the call to action hasn't really stopped. Right. And I don't mean that in like, a, I'm I'm on top of my ship when it comes to volunteering right. and canvassing and phone banking because I'm actually like just getting started on that this month to be yeah. honest um but it's a it's a it's a productive use of your rage at this moment um 
I'm, it's weird to say that it energizes you or energizes you further because he's not really saying anything you don't already know, but it is right. a nice reminder of the moral rot at the yeah. heart of the GOP and how they are practicing genocide in their policies and how when you talk about someone like Brett Kavanaugh being sub- confirmed to the Supreme Court, someone who doesn't stand for voting rights, who doesn't stand for workers' rights, who doesn't stand for environmental rights, and who does stand for even further expansion of executive powers... Yeah. How someone like that, how something that, I, it doesn't seem esoteric anymore, but something as seemingly esoteric as a Supreme Court fight, or even more apropos to the film, just even a governor's race, right. or more local elections, mm-hmm. or just the bureaucracy of how state government works, and how in, um, what would seem very dry on the page about how Rick Snyder uh, created these states of emergencies that he as governor could uh, he could invoke and then yeah. essentially replace city governments um, with with emergency boards right. who then are acting. Th- the mayors of these towns are no longer in charge, essentially. Like right. their city councils it's are no, no longer, longer in charge. Democracy. And, exactly. And and that is how you get the people of Flint force fed poisoned water mm-hmm. so that his For what, four years now? Yeah. And and, and and it's and it's all very transparently in the name of capitalism and 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 um and 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 back padding i can't think of the right term but it's all about how you know rick snyder is building this this line this uh pipeline uh there's already a pipeline that is pulling water from one of the great lakes for the city of flint he's building an identical pipeline right next to it and in the meantime he is pulling water from the flint river which is obviously poisoned with lead this will have long lasting i mean to even say long-lasting consequences seems yeah. too dry. I mean, he is he is sterilizing and literally dumbing down um, a future generation and killing a present one. Um, and as soon as as soon as the uh, what is it Ford that's in Flint, um, mm. the the one the one wow. the one car factory that's still there, um, the water from the Flint River was corroding their automobiles. Right. So now they get the clean water from one of the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. So the other pipeline is still intact. Right. Anyway, that I'm not even... But this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I just think that for, for folks who maybe don't pay as much attention to uh, their state politics and the implications and effects of... Um, you know, Brett Kavanaugh has a real problem with being called evil because he would absolutely rule in cases like this on behalf yeah. of folks like Rick Snyder. Um, he, he takes issue with being called evil, but I, I think that policies like that are evil. Yeah. Um, and on, on that note, I would just, Fahrenheit 11.9 is totally worth seeing. I think it's his best movie since Sicko. This country problems, but... is a pyramid scheme and Republicans know to vote for the lower level base because those are then the people that get to move up mm-hmm. because they have the experience too. Yes. So everyone vote and read your fucking books and don't just guess who you're voting for. Take an evening and read your fucking book. I I, I will I will say that I you know, I, I have I have said I've been asked many times when I've gotten on a high horse about this. Are you saying that you will always vote um, party line down the ticket. And I've never voted for a Republican in my life. So yeah. my voting history would say that, yes, I always vote down ballot. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that. But if you wanted, if you need an election to vote down ballot, there has never been one more crucial than this one right yeah. now. Um, 
anyway, so this has been another episode of Pod Save America. Um, I, I fully intend to talk about uh, talk about the election from now until then on this show. So I don't need to get ready. I don't need to keep going. Get ready. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yikes. I haven't taught. I can't really talk about any movies because I've only been. <laughs> Why did you ask? Because you mentioned that concept. Oh, okay. Um, but I've only been watching Sissy Spacek movies. Oh, we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, I saw a simple favor. I think it's great. I'm a big Raymond Chandler fan. Uh, I think that we can have a conversation about Raymond Chandler, but ultimately I like the way that he moves the plot along. I like the way that he shades his characters. Is it a Raymond Chandler? No, but this movie is serving you double indemnity, the long goodbye, and most directly, and this is no spoiler because I don't think many people have read this. And I'm I I'm not saying that. And I was depressed once upon a time and read like a lot of the Raymond Chandler back catalog. Once upon a time. A lot, well, I'm I'm doing okay right now. <laughs> um, but you know, this is like hard boiled uh, Los Angeles, not to get too regional. Immediately post World War II detective fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lady in the Lake. There's yeah. a lot of The Lady in the Lake and a simple favor. So I didn't. Re- I went into a simple favor last night thinking that it was that boat that like that 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 cruise ship movie thriller that I think like John Hamm is in. There's some trailer for like a yacht like a yacht thriller. Great. And I thought this was that. And so I realized I had not seen the simple favor trailer Mm. ever. So I'm watching it and really don't know what to expect. Um, But I was saying in our group chat yesterday, it's essentially become a meme at this point, but I do think that Blake Lively deserves serious awards consideration for this performance. Um, and my last, I said this in my letterbox log, but she's serving you Marlena on the outside and Stanwyck mm. on the inside mm. and not just as homage and not as some sort of, although the, the suits are definitely like a, you know, a little tip of the dick to you governor right. towards Marlena, but it's a, it's a shape shifting performance of surprising depth uh, a lot of it has this fantastic winking quality to it as well. There's a little dash of camp in there, um, and she truly keeps you guessing. Wow! And I'm not going to spoil part of it. I realize I'm very usually very cavalier about spoilers on this show, mm-hmm. but I there was a there was a turn in the movie when I realized that something was at hand, and I realized the only reason that I know that is because people in their letterbox logs specifically were like, "And Blake Lively is so good at expletive." Mm-hmm redacted Mm -hmm. this thing and it's crazy that people would reveal that Hmm. Hmm. what's been going on with you besides the movies (laughs) just working on the web series just hanging out when do you go back when do you go back friday do you have is that tomorrow tomorrow's friday yeah i would have seen you there if i hadn't been overexposed as an extra yeah Hmm. i um i realized doing the extra work some like weird things that i do as a person that when there's a camera there, you realize just how like weird they are. Yeah. Like I was doing this scene today where I just have to be handed a drink by a bartender and then I walk off. And to me, I thought I was playing it very naturalistically and I'm handed the drink and I just like break into like a fake grin and Mm. then immediately like drop my face down, which is something that I do in bars. And then I realize like, can't do that <laughs> like yeah. as an extra like just take it and go right but i in my head i'm like i'm just acting i'm behaving as i would normally right so i need to readjust wow yeah cameras are crazy yeah it makes you feel the other night i was uh i was watching some sissy spacek movie for homework and i was having some red wine and i thought to myself like i don't know why i was feeling myself in this moment but i'm like make a mental note and i guess you already did ask Ben to like write a part for you and like the next thing that he's going to shoot. And then after this experience being an extra, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm no Olsen twin. I'm not Elizabeth Olsen. 
Wow. Not one of the twins, but still. Stars. Yeah. All of them. Not me. All of the Olsons are stars. <laughs> no, everyone can act. I'm a believer that everyone can act. Do you want to talk about Roma? No. Roma? Do you know why I say that? No. Because the lead actress. Oh, because she's not an actor mm-hmm. professionally. Professional. Clearly she's an actor. Right. You know, th- this This is where, like, I want to, like, push up my glasses I'm not wearing and... And, and take a big puff of my tobacco pipe and say, in a way, we're all actors every mm-hmm. day of our lives. True. Yes. Beyonce's a great actor. Fantastic actor. I don't really have anything to elaborate on that, but she is. We've passed an hour. Wow. Yeah, we did it. Wow. 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 Well, then. Should we talk about Brandon for a second? Just talk shit. Let's just like, talk about Brandon. No, no, I don't talk <laughs> shit. I just want to say... It's very odd not having him here. It is. And I miss him. We need those jokes. We need the ha's. We need the ha-ha's and the funnies. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that... And the giggles. And the giggles. There's a chance that next week it's just going to be the two of you oh, yeah. because I am being called in for jury duty mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going to happen to my schedule mm-hmm. if I get accepted onto this prestigious jury. Right. So there's a chance that we're doing this again. Wow. Next week. Wow. Wow. Is this the only wow. episode... That has only been two people before? Correct. <laughs> we have had a oneer. We have had a oneer. But that was a special. Are you going edition. to tip next year? Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna go next year. <laughs> sure. I'm gonna go next year. Why not? If we if we do have two to three film faggots at mm-hmm. Toronto, yeah. I am gonna move that we don't do daily diaries. We do like three twenty five minute like chats. Chunks. I'd call it a chunk. I'm also going to Cannes next year. Yes, you are. I will not be, but you can also record it. I'll do diary from Can. Dear diary. Honestly, now that I've said it on you the record, I actually have to go. Yeah, it's, it's official. It'll can be you a, believe Ashes Pierced White is playing in the city of Los Angeles? With Jean Ka in person? Within six weeks? I cannot. Nor nor can I believe that Begon's uh, Long Day's Journey in Tonight is mm-hmm. going to be playing here in five weeks. No, Last, it's like the it day was, before. It, it's like, no, it's like a month before. Oh. It's like... I think Long Day's Journey Tonight is October 18th, whatever that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that Friday is. Yeah. So it's in like three weeks. So confirmed, it will not be at AFI Fest, not to get too regional. We did a really good job of not speaking too much about the city of Pasadena. City of Pasadena? Pasadena. Yeah. Um, well, I think that, that... Did you think our Lyft driver on the way home was going to kill us? Yes. That was wild. Bad driver. Bad driver. She would... Speed through. I, I've been thinking about her driving tactics when I've been in the car the past week. Like yeah. when I don't, I have. I tell you what, I have like. like no, I think I drive fast. I don't. I have. I haven't done a California roll not to get too regional since being in that Lyft car. By the way, Lyft, you can Venmo us um, forty-seven dollars, which was the price of yeah. going six miles after the show. Mm-hmm. Outrage! That, Outrage! The what is great Idol Pino film. Yes. By your house, yes, the, with the hills, yes. And it's wait, like, hold on, we have to take that out. I don't want, oh. I don't. Just, just, we'll I'll, just bleep it out. Yeah, we'll bleep it out. And she like zoomed through. That's like, that's like the Baxter Hill in Echo Park. You have to go slow, not going up there, not to get too regional, because you have no visibility on what's coming right. on the other side of the hill. So when you are, when you are on the the apex mm-hmm. of the hill, the little top of the top of the egg, that little yeah. roundy part, you need to be going. 10 miles an hour mm-hmm. and be pulled over to the right as much as you can yeah. until you just peek your little head over mm-hmm. like the minion at universal studios. And then, you know, you're free to go. Mm-hmm. I was scared. I was also so tired at that point that, um, I did just want to get home. Yeah. 
Well, this has been Movies IMO. Movies IMO. Movies IMO. This has been our IMO. Movies Which is IMO. Movissimo. I've been wanting a reason to say Movissimo for so long. This is Movissimo with the Chinema Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us. This has been Movissimo. My name is Ben Empey. You can find me on Twitter at Real Todd Haynes. My name is Daniel Crook, and like I said, I might be in a jury next week, so I might not be here, but I hope that I will be because what are we talking about? Next week, we are talking about The Old Man and the Gun, and we are going to do a retrospective of its lead first build actor in the film, Sissy Spacek. Also first build actor in, in the bedroom. Yeah. Sissy, Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. Um, American legend, Sissy Spacek. My moment has finally come to discuss Bloodline critically mm-hmm. on the show. And if I am indeed serving on a jury, if I'm indeed serving some civic duty up in here, um, it will just be like, I, I will that's some higher power saying yeah. that bloodline is never to be discussed on this program. Oh. If I had thought about it sooner, I would have said we should all watch some castle rock, but it um, didn't even occur to me until today. That's fine. We didn't talk about Amy Adams. TV uh, recent TV work when we talked about that, which was ostensibly the reason why we did that. Yeah. Um, you can find Brandon on Twitter yes. at BK Kirby. You can find I'm fine on Twitter at, I think it's I'm fine. Series. I'm fine series. Um, you can find Movies IMO, Movissimo on Twitter at Movissimo. You can find Senator Amy Klobuchar on Twitter at Amy Klobuchar. Is that right? Maybe. <laughs> I could just look. Well, yeah. Um, I feel like we did it. I feel like we did. All right. Please follow us on iTunes. <laughs> rate us five stars. In theory, tell when there's only two people here versus three people, it should move much quicker. I know. Tell us what's your favorite Beyonce song and why do you love her? There's no if you love her. It's just why do you love her? Correct. Um, and that's it. Okay. I have nothing else to say. Congratulations. We got through this day. We got through. We're getting through this week. Yeah. All right. <sighs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press stop now. Okay. I'm pressing stop. Do you know what the stop button is? Yes, it's just the square with the red dot on it. Great. Oh. Okay, we're off. We can let Brandon out of the closet now. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much. <laughs>